Hey y'all, I am so excited to share this guest with you today. Uh, we have a new topic, which I always love having different systems, different perspectives, different processes that people are putting in their businesses to help them navigate their success. So Candice, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for asking. And yourself? Yes, I am doing pretty good, actually. Pretty dang good. So let's go ahead and just have you start off by shooting us a couple details about you and your business. Absolutely. So I am a personal brand strategist. Basically, that means that I help new coaches and creative entrepreneurs to really simplify their brand story and then identify strategies that they need to grow and strengthen their communities and to build their influence so that they can become known for their work in the online space. So it's really fun work. I've been doing it for a little while now. Um, And yeah, I just uh, get really excited about this work. Yes, that is that is super fun. I mean, branding is something that oh, it's it's been a journey to get me to being comfortable with branding if I'm being super honest. And I think because it really it's such an intimate experience, so mm-hmm. which I just I'm like, no, thank you. Um mm. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like super great with it and like I totally understand the value and all that stuff, but it took me like a year and a half to get there. So, oh well, that's that's impressive. It took me longer. It took me a couple of years, actually. It took me about three years to actually figure out what it is that I wanted to do. By the time I got to brand strategy, um, I felt like, am I even? Should I even be the person trying to teach this work? It is such a hard thing. The messaging and just to realize that branding goes beyond your visuals as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's an yeah. interesting area for sure. Awesome. So let's dive in to the juicy stuff. We're going to be talking about this concept of one thing. And some people, um, I know that I believe there's a book out there. I think his name is Ken Coleman. I know his name is Ken. Don't know his Mm -hmm. last name, but there's a book out there that is about this sort of concept. And Candace has really implemented it in a really cool and interesting way. And I think that it really is so important to narrow your focus so that you just you don't feel like you have to do all the things all the time because you're Mm. just focusing which is hard as entrepreneurs we get ideas we get you know oh this new tool came out I want to play with it that's like my thing so I have to refrain Mm -hmm. and sit down but let's go ahead and kind of describe what your business is like what your client's business is like before you implemented this system sure so I guess before I really implemented this system, so it was earlier last year in 2017, I was really struggling a lot with focus. I was struggling with consistency. I felt like the foundation of my brand was a little bit shaky because I hadn't fully developed my voice. Mm-hmm. I, find, I find that with clients as well, you know, a lot of the times they haven't fully developed their voice and they feel yeah. like they have to talk about a million different things or they need to be doing many different things in order to kind of build their business. But I find that sometimes we have so much going on that it can be like this huge distraction. And I was finding in my own business that because I didn't have that focus, because I didn't have that consistency, I was so busy jumping from thing to thing that my brand was kind of, I, I, I barely had a brand. I barely had a voice. Mm, interesting. Um, interesting. So the voice part really is where you feel like it, it can make the branding really difficult or it can just like, what is it about the voice that's super important? 
Well, so I think that when it comes to branding, a lot of the times people think that, or even when it comes to content creation, people think that they have to be saying a lot of things in order to maintain people's attention. And Um, I say to a lot of people in my community that, and clients that it's kind of like how Beyonce, she sings the same songs over and over and over again. Bruno, he sings the same things over and over and over and over again. Mm. The, the, the more that you're singing the same thing over and over, the more clarity that you have around your message and you talk about the same things, the stronger your brand becomes. You know, so voice was so important for me because I felt like, you know what, I, I'm all over the place. I'm talking about all of these things. I haven't, my, my, my brand isn't kind of building upon it. My voice isn't getting any stronger because I haven't really focused in on the things that I want to talk about. And I'm not doing the same things in a consistent way in order for people to be able to identify with my voice, with my brand voice. Mm. I gotcha. Yeah, that totally, mm-hmm. that totally makes sense. So then was there something that finally drove you to be like, okay, I need to put a process in place. This isn't working. Was there a moment? Was there a health scare? Was there mm-hmm. a bad dream? Like, was there just something mm-hmm. that was like, all right, this is, this is the point where I have to pivot. You know what? I think it's just, I think a lot of people can relate. It's just this feeling of anxiety. Like I would get up in the yeah. morning and be like, I have got so much stuff to do. You know, at the time that I was doing this, I was still working 40 hours a week. I was still trying to, you know, really get the business off the ground. I had a couple of clients, but I was in this space where I had a limited amount of time and I was just feeling like I'm not, I've been doing this for years and I'm not really getting any traction. So one morning I got up and I was feeling super anxious. And one thing that I kind of do on a fairly consistent basis is I listen to YouTube clips. I listen to motivational audio. I listen to talks. I listen to seminars. And one of the turning points for me actually was getting up this one day. I'm feeling super anxious. I'm laying in the bed. I don't know about you, but I'm the type of person that when I get anxious, I I cannot, I can't move. Like I'm so unproductive. Right. Yep. And I felt like, what am I going to do? And so I put on this YouTube clip and this speaker, I can't even remember who it was. And he was talking about this concept of one thing. He was talking about the one thing that his coach had told him to do in order to increase his productivity, increase his income. I don't even know what the one thing was. I just, I just stuck on this idea of like this one thing, this concept of like, what is this one thing? What is one thing that I can do to kind of move me along to take away this anxiety, to get my business to a place that I feel like I need it to be and to streamline and simplify my life so that I wasn't stressed out all the time. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think it's so true. And I see it with so many people that they're like, you know, I have to tell my opinion or my, all the different things I know, all the different things that I'm good at and all that good stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, but also you can really hone in on one area and like totally nail it. Like you think Mm. about, you know, I was uh, talking with a a good best friend of mine, Jerisha, and she was just talking about like how, you know, Kevin Hart is known for comedy, but he has shoes and, Mm -hmm. you know, he does movies and all these things, but comedy comes first to mind because he did comedy Mm -hmm. for, I don't know how many years, 10 years Mm -hmm. probably over 10 years. And so it's like, get, 
really clear in that one thing and mm. you actually will see a lot more traction because it's, it's also easier to refer people who right. are in that one area. It's like, okay, if you are doing X, but you're only doing it for new moms or mm-hmm. you're doing X and it's only for like healthy women, college students or whatever your mm-hmm. thing is. I think, I think it's so, so crucial. Okay. So let's get into the steps. Um, Mm -hmm. So go ahead and walk us through how we can start implementing this one thing strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like for me, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about kind of how I came to the solution for myself and then maybe how you can apply it to your own uh, business. Yeah. So my thing was that I, I, I really identified my primary desire and this is why the one thing can change. But in this moment, I identified the primary desire. So what is the main thing that I really want? And I realized that because I hadn't developed my voice, people weren't really, they they weren't identifying specifically what it is that I do, what it is that I teach. I had decided that it was really important for me to become known. I wanted to be recognized as an expert in my industry. Like a lot of my clients, they want to be recognized. They want people to be able to identify their work, to know who they are, to know what they stand for. So I think the first thing that you have to do really is to identify like what is that primary thing that it is that you really want, whether it's, you know, I want, I want to have a full caseload of clients or I want to make X amount of money or whatever it is. What is that one thing? What is the primary desire, the main thing that I want? Okay. So mm-hmm. once you've, once you've got, once you've got there, it's really as easy as saying, okay, what is the thing that I feel like that I can actually do? every single day, that one thing that I can do every single day that could contribute to me getting to that place. And I don't know if we actually mentioned this, but when I came to this conclusion, the thing that I decided to do was to write one blog post per day for the next 90 days because I just, yeah, which is straight crazy. It was, straight, it, was, it was a little bit crazy, let's face it. Yeah. It was really crazy. But for me, it was like, you know what? I, I, I want to instill this principle into me. I want to I challenge myself. It was like, I wanted to build content. I wanted to be recognized as an expert in my field. So I wanted to build up the content on my website so that I could position myself in that way. You know, I wanted to develop that voice. There are a lot of things that I wanted. And I felt like by getting my thoughts onto paper, by publishing my voice, that was going to help me get closer to my goal, ultimate goal of positioning myself as an expert in the field and becoming known for my work. So whatever it is. Yeah, like whatever it is that you want to do, you know, some of my my goal, that goal is still there. But in other ways, now I have more income related goals. And so for me now, it's like, okay, what's the one thing I can do every day? I'm going to reach out to a new um, 10 new clients every day or potential clients or whatever it is that that your primary goal is. Mm, Yeah. So then when you like started to think, okay, I wanted to get more known and you landed on blog posts how did Mm -hmm. you decide that it was blog posts versus podcast interviews versus vlogs Mm -hmm. versus whatever other ways you can get on other people's platforms why Mm -hmm. how did you get to blog posts um you know what i i think that i wanted to 
as opposed to trying to get onto other people's platforms or that type of thing, I felt like I wanted to build up my own place of real estate on the internet and Uh writing was more of a passion for me than say doing video content. And I felt like if I'm going to be doing something every day for 90 days, it has to be something that I feel like I can maintain. Totally. Writing totally comes natural for me. So I thought to myself, okay, let me just, let me try and do this writing thing every single day. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So then once you decided that you're going to do this for 90 days and it's, that's your one thing for the day, how, so even, I mean, I guess just my audience might be thinking, okay, we're doing blog posts and mm-hmm. like, that's going to build your business. Is there a call to action that you have at the end of the blog posts or mm-hmm. something specific for you to be able to get clients, get customers? Like mm-hmm. how do you make sure that there's an ROI attached to the activity mm-hmm. that you're deciding to do for that one thing? Or are you mm-hmm. just like not focused on the money aspect for that particular one thing? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the other goals of really the, the blog post was to drive traffic. So I had a girl at the time with, that was handling my Pinterest as well. So every day, I mean, I had traffic coming through the website because she was being really intentional about p- doing Pinterest and driving traffic that way. But of course, there was a call to action. So on my website, I have a direct call to action, which is my get started button, which is all about getting people onto calls. But then I also have the transitional call to action, which, which leads people to my freebie download and gets people into my email list. And so, I mean, everything kind of flows into each other. Absolutely. Like I needed to have that call to action. I definitely, um, it's not just blogging in vain. There's always got to be a way to capture leads, but I don't necessarily think that that, was the primary, like the primary thing for me was, you know what, I want to build up my presence in the online space. I want to build up my content. I want to be known. I had people in the aftermath of the 90 days reaching out to me for speaking opportunities and not even necessarily Mm. clients, but it was just other opportunities outside of that, that people were coming through my website because they were coming from Pinterest and they were coming from all these places. So the content Uh was kind of driving the traffic and driving the opportunity to me. Okay. Gotcha. So then you also decided that you were going to put stuff on Pinterest. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't, I mean, it was just writing the blog post, but it also was figuring Mm -hmm. out the traffic side of it. Gotcha. Right. And I mean, and that, that might be something where you then need to hire somebody to, unless you're incredible at everything, but hire somebody to actually be able to help you. So you're maximizing, you're getting the most out of it. But for me, my focus was on this one thing. Gotcha. 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 That totally makes sense. So then Mm -hmm. as you're moving forward, you know, I'm sure that there's mindset stuff that comes up or days you just don't want to do it or all of that. How did you push through that? So this is kind of like all of it, you know, it's really like a system all of its own. Yeah. Um, Because I had... (laughs) I mean, I had, I had to set up, like I said before, I was working a 40 hour a week job. And that's something that a lot of people didn't know when I was going through that whole process um, last year is that while I was doing this, I was also serving clients, working 40 hours a week in a day job and writing 90 blog posts. It ended up being in 91 days. Okay. It took me 91 days. But um, yeah. <laughs> during that time, I mean, there was a lot of things that I needed to do. And this is why I established a morning ritual something that it was another thing that has kind of carried on with me because I 
started to understand the importance of a morning ritual. And here is what I mean by that. On my tape to the side of my bed, there is, it literally says morning routine. And then it has five things written down the side. It says meditate, read, exercise, shower, and eat breakfast in that order. Mm. And when I wake up and I roll over, my ritual is actually taped to the side of my, of my wall. And every morning I would get up and meditate. And I have to really say that meditation was the one thing people would ask me, Candice, how do you, how are you so inspired to find, to, to think about what to write? How do you know what to write every single day? And whether or not you're woo-woo, whether or not you believe that those mornings, those mo- that, that 15 minutes that I would dedicate to meditation or whether I did it here or I live across the beach in Miami Beach, whether I walked across the beach and did a walking meditation or whatever it is, I would get hit with inspiration like almost every single day during my meditation for, for blog uh-huh. posts. I think that you can't, that's one of the things that I realized at the end of my 90 days is that really taking care of your body and taking care of your mind and being invested into your own fun and your own, I mean, that is actually critical, not just from a standpoint of like, we want to look after ourselves, but for me, it's been really critical from a standpoint of inspiration and also from just being able to maintain that energy to get stuff done. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, can't just trust like, oh, the morning, you know, I'll be inspired and it will come. And I think that there is a clarity when you do have just a really simple morning routine that you just Mm. can follow and your brain doesn't have to think that there's so much more ideation that happens Mm. when you have the clarity Mm. of what you're doing in your mornings. But also I know a bunch of people who just like, write can write a massive list in Trello Mm. or Asana and Mm. just say oh this is what I'm writing about today and just like assign it and go but I love Mm. that you kind of were led by the inspiration of your mornings that's pretty cool Mm. I really dig that yeah well I just think um it, it for me it placed a different energy behind it as well because I actually did when I decided that I was going to write all these blog posts, I actually did a big spreadsheet up and I wrote out a list of all of the topics that I wanted to cover over the course of 90 days. So I had actually gone through that process as well. But for me, when then I I would sit down to write the first couple of weeks that I was doing it like that, And I would get a complete blockage because I'm trying to write about this thing that's on my list, but something that I haven't been inspired to write. And I think that um, I think that the energy behind it and the speed at which stuff can come out and the the quality of it for me was different when I was trying to force it versus when I was inspired by it. And here's another thing, Jordan. I said to you earlier that like in the last couple of uh, last couple of weeks, my attention has really changed, and I've been focusing a lot on generating. My focus has been a lot more on like generating more income. And the other day, I sat down. I decided, okay, I'm going to do this one thing every day in order to generate more income in my business. I've got a check on my wall that this month I want it to be a $40,000 month for me. And I've got checks and I've got bits of like money hanging up all around the house and all this weird crap. (laughs) 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 But you know what? Yesterday I was like, how the hell am I going to make $40,000 this month? And I was sitting there and I was just hit by this inspiration to message a bunch of people and ask them, 
literally one question, anything I can do to support you. And I booked three calls in one day with that one message. So for me, that, that inspiration and allowing yourself to sit for long enough to receive the inspiration that you need, I think is really important. And I'm not even like a super woo-woo person, right. but I see the power in it when I do slow down for long enough to allow that to happen. Yeah, no, I love that. I love, love that. And I think the reason that people have trouble with that is because they don't give them the space like that in the morning or they don't get allow themselves the time for inspiration. Like we don't have time for inspiration. Mm. We're over here trying to get stuff done, doing mm. all the things. And it's like, actually, when you slow down, that's really where some powerful stuff can happen. And I think mm. whenever I've decided like, oh, I'm going to go take a trip to Austin for four days and just like literally sit and walk and eat and mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do yeah. basically nothing those are the moments where I get re-inspired for my business or the moments that I get all those ideas and all of the I guess the the energy and the and the movement in my business is when I actually do take that space so the fact that you're taking it every morning is so so key anything mm-hmm. else so around creating kind of that one thing and maybe give another example of what another one thing has been for you. So we see content creation was a one thing. What's another example? Um, I think definitely, I mean, I definitely think that, I mean, we can encompass kind of like the rituals in the whole one thing. The other one thing I, that was very important to me has been maintaining my social media presence. Mm. I think like having an online business, you know, a lot of people hate the idea of being on social media. And, th- and this kind of like goes back to, you know, if you hate it, you batch, whatever. Okay. Right, right, but, right. <laughs> but, for, <laughs> but for me, it's, it's also like my one thing as well during that time was to engage. I actually challenged all of the people inside of my Facebook group when I was doing the one thing challenge. I had actually challenged the entire group to also do one thing. Um, And I think that, you know, whether it was being, uh, you know, being on social media, I think is important to building your presence as well. When I think about kind of the one things that I have been doing to kind of grow my business, it's got a lot to do with visibility. You know, I I think, you know, if if we're kind of like talking from the perspective of like, what can we do in our businesses every day? That one thing that we can do in our businesses every day. And I am somebody that believes in the power of becoming known and what we can do when we are known, then those are probably two things that I really think are important um, is the, the creating of the content and the being present, whether it's scheduled, like it's scheduled content, or if it's you physically being there and sharing with people. Mm, yeah, totally. totally yeah. Totally. Love that. Mm-hmm. So any other advice or tips to implement this strategy? Um, you know what? Write it down. I mean, we talk a lot about time management. Um, oh yeah. Even if it's just literally saying the one thing I had people committing in the group, the one thing that I'm going to do every day is, is, um, like I had a guy that was doing videos every day. He was doing Facebook lives every day for 90 days and he got there, you know, and, and that also helped to kind of improve his confidence and all that type of thing. But you have to make the commitment, you know, whether or not you write it down or you commit to getting it done at a certain time in the day. I think, you know, for me in the past, I've said, I'm going to get this done before 12 o'clock, you know, or I'm going to get this done or I'm not going to touch this until 12 o'clock. 
you know, it's a lot about discipline as well, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, you have this thing that needs to be done. How do you actually maintain the discipline in order to get that done? Do you reward yourself for getting it done? Do you do it in a certain time frame? Um, what are you going to commit to the following day to making sure that you get that one thing done? Mm, love that. Yeah, I'm all about time management. So mm. that's perfect. Perfect, perfect. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get into the last few questions. What was your best financial investment in business? <laughs> oh, this is an interesting question because I... I kind of feel like my best financial decision in business goes hand in hand with my worst one. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, let's just knock them both out. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> um, my, so I don't know what, so my, probably the, one of the worst, the worst financial decisions that I made in business was I actually hired last year a sales funnel strategist to help me in my business um and i can probably say that it was one of the worst business decisions i made for a lot of reasons mm, yeah but one of the worst reasons that it was is because i wasn't fully clear on my own brand message and my own voice mm, yeah i think that you can't I think it's hard to implement systems and put automations in place and all of that type of thing. A lot of times people think that they have a business problem when I think that they have a branding problem. Like you don't even know what it is that you're really talking about, who it is that you're really serving. And you're out here trying to implement automations and get email campaigns together and start driving Facebook advertising and all of these things to make your life easier. And yep. then you, you hit a wall and you start to struggle and it's because you didn't even know who it is that you were talking to or what it is that you had to offer. Mm. So for me, that was a terrible business decision because it was way ahead of where I was. I hadn't even spent that time developing my voice strong enough to be actually uh, putting all these automations in place. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And I think it can mm -hmm. be, it can be tricky to understand when, especially in the online space, when you just hear all those messages about, it doesn't matter if you're new in business or if you've been in right. business for a long time, like this is perfect for you. And you're like, okay, that's like a really long yeah. spectrum. Like, and I, it's hard to know for your particular business, just like what areas are best for you at the time. So mm. I totally, I totally can get like, Oh, like it would have been best for me to have my branding and my voice and all that stuff before I started to put sales funnels in place. So. Right. Really and, and what's interesting though, Jordan, is I feel like a lot of the times you have coaches or strategists that are so clear on how they serve and, and, um, but if you don't have somebody that's like looking directly at your business to see kind of where you're at, what you're going through, you know, to really talk to you and understand if you understand the story of your own brand, then to come in and to be in some type of group program or, or membership community or whatever, and to be investing a lot of money you're not getting that personalized support from people, from the person that you're investing into. Yeah. And um, so I think that it's it like, for me, that was one of the worst decisions made was to be a part 
of a group program when what I really needed was somebody looking directly at my business and to also for me to understand what my problem was. So maybe that, so maybe that's really the, the, the worst investment I made was in that program because I didn't even know what I needed and I needed to mm. identify what I needed or I needed somebody who was in a position that they were further along in business to be able to come to me and say, honestly, this is not what you need right now. You need this. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that can be so true. And also like rooted in that is really like you knowing what you need, Mm -hmm. like you taking the time internally to check in and see what you really need. Because if you also just like look around in your business and I had to do this recently, like money for my business doesn't come from my email list. It doesn't come from social media. It doesn't come from anything that like the online marketing industry says comes from live events. And I'm not talking about speaking. It just comes from attending live events. That is like 90 to 95% of, of how people become clients of mine. So um, the other 5% is like my website, like, which usually comes from like referrals or stuff like that. And so it's like, okay, like if that's the case, then honestly, similar to your one thing strategy, I was like, well, I'm not really going to be putting a ton of effort toward my social media, toward my list. You know, I have this podcast that I share out. I have, you know, my crazy Instagram stories that I share, but I'm not going to put a ton of effort there because I know the ROI is just, it's not there. So I am being super intentional about the events I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. going to moving forward. Because I, I still want the ROI to be there, but I also don't want to be just be traveling as much as I was last year. So I think that it really comes down to internally taking a look at you, at your business, mm-hmm. what's working, what's not working, like where your gaps are and deciding, okay, like this is the next step for me. And then looking at the tools and resources and deciding like, okay, I've decided that like my Pinterest has been going really great for me. I want to double down on that. Maybe I need a Pinterest course or maybe I need to hire somebody for Pinterest versus just like going out shopping and just not really knowing what you need. It's like that whole like analogy of like, if you don't, if you go to the grocery store without a grocery list, like you buy a bajillion times more than like <laughs> you would right, what you need. <laughs> um, and then if you go in with a list and say, well, I know for this recipe, I need this, this, and this, then you come home and you have something to actually make a recipe with. So I think that that's like a, a clear way to, to look at it. But this has been such a fun discussion. Where can yeah. people find more of you online, website, social media, wherever you're at? Yeah, so you can find me at candicehickman.com. Candice is C-A-N-D-I-S. Hickman is H-I-C-K-M-A-N. So candicehickman.com. Um, but the place I actually love hanging out the most is inside of my Facebook group. It's called Becoming Known. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's a fun, a fun Facebook group. Um, we do five minutes of fame. So we do kind of like a live storytelling event in there. Um, every couple of months we do, uh, we do live networking events, uh, inside of the group where we share a split screen. So that's kind of the funnest place that I think that you can find me online. I like to be present there with people and I also just community is so important to me. I love cultivating community. So yeah. Facebook groups. And then you can find me, of course, on Instagram. It's just at Candace Hickman. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I know people are totally going to get a ton, a ton of value, really thinking about how you can focus on that one thing. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me.